Greetings, Saints, and welcome to the OKS Report. I'm your host, Overseer Ken Simmons, from the Tent of Meeting Holiness Ministries, located at 6953 Fillmore Drive, Maryville, Indiana, 46410. We have a great show for you today, and we're going to be talking about slow to speak. Now, the question is, do you go off on people? Do you, or do you take in advice, you know, and use wisdom before you get that angry? When somebody makes you mad, do you just go off? Or do you think about it first and then you make a decision that way? Being slow to speak is is a thing that has to be done with discipline. You have to have discipline within yourself to be able to slow to speak. Because the thing that happens is when you get upset, when somebody makes you mad or angry, the first thing that that pops off is your flesh. The flesh gets so angry. And um, for you to uh, put your flesh under submission, you know, that that takes uh, effort. And it takes time and patience to be able to do that. It takes discipline. So this is what we're going to be talking about today in today's show. And, and, and I... I'm one to, I believe in using wisdom because you have to listen to the whole story before you start getting angry. Before you get to the point where you're ready to haul off and hit somebody or curse somebody out, hear the whole story. And nine times out of 10, once you hear the whole story, this thing ain't really that bad because a solution is right around the corner. Being slow to speak. This is what we're talking about today. You know, we as believers, we need to be careful of what we say to people and how we say it to people. We have a really hard time um, keeping our emotions under control. And, and because of that, you know, a lot of people are scared to come to church because they've seen people that um, call themselves Christians, but they don't display it in public. And uh, what people perceive a Christian is nowadays is so sad it's so sad some of these people you wouldn't even think they were Christians at all from the way they act and then you know one thing you hear and one thing you understand is that people are going to make a judgment call just by what you do and what you're and what you say 
So you you really have to be uh, aware of these things as being a advocate for Christ. You know, we have to be careful. Most people will take what you say at face value. So if you saying that you're going to haul off and hit them or whatever, when you get all mad or you cursing them out, they're going to take that to heart. And let me tell you, you're not the only person that gets blamed for this. Your church gets blamed for it. What church do they go to? The pastor gets blamed for it. Who are they under? You know? I was talking uh, to my mother the other day, and she was telling me how uh, she had went somewhere, and they were having... Uh, they were... The, the church was out at a picnic. You know, she had went to a church picnic and they were out at the picnic. Um, then secular music came on and some of the church people started stepping. So a lady sitting next to her was like, is that such and such church? Wow, I thought they were saved. Now, the point is not can they step or not? Can they step or not if they are saved? That's not the point. The point is a person that saw them perceived being saved is not doing things of the world and they saw things of the world being done by church people <laughs> and that is the perception that people have of the church and we really have to start thinking about what we do we really do because we are the example of Christ on earth. God uses us as the example. And this is how we speak loudly without saying a word. Amen. You know, um, Proverbs 17 and 28 says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. <laughs> I mean, we really, we really have to be uh, mindful of the things that we do and say. We really do, because um, and and when we're not, and we get called on it, we try to justify it. And no one can justify us but Christ, but we try to justify ourselves all the time. So people see us doing things and they hear us saying things and they're going to take us at face value for what we say. 
a lot of them is, is not as strong as other people in the word. And some of them just see it for what it is. You can try to justify it, but they just see it. They see it. We have to be careful how we present ourselves to people if we call ourselves men and women of God. Holy Scriptures tell us in Proverbs 18 and 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we have death in our tongues and we have life. And, and, and this is the power that God gives us. Life and death. Now we can condemn somebody and talk about them to the point where they get so depressed and so angry. Or we can give encouragement to a person that brings them to Christ and they become a mighty person in Christ. This is the power that God gives us. And he gives us the power to choose life. You know? But, but with life comes death. And we, um, here on earth, you know, and, and we tend to choose both. The same mouth that we, uh, say, you know, go speak in tongue and do all of these extra things and prophesy to people. It's the same mouth that'll curse you out. And we really, really have to think about the things that we say to people. And it says, and those who love it will eat, eat of its fruit. Those who love life, they're going to take what you say Worth, for what it's worth and the people who hear you and you are spewing death to them they're going to take it at value and they're going to be so depressed they're going to be so angry they're going to be so upset things we say can, can um, uh, bring people to suicidal thoughts What we say to people, and just like that scripture, it tells it, it eats of its fruit. Those who love it will eat of its fruit. So in saying that, we will understand that what we say to people is the fruit that we bear when they walk away from us. So whatever we tell them, and they trust you. And they trust the word that is on you. So if you give them a... a uplifting word, they're going to take that at face value and they're going to run with that. That's what they're going to go with. And they're going to eat of its fruit. And that will be the fruit that you bear from that conversation. And on the other hand, if you give them a whole bunch of things that uh, talking about them and saying things and all of this, they're going to take that with them. And that will be the fruit that you bear as they walk away.
these things that we say can seriously impact somebody's life. Not only their life, but yours as well. The things that when we when we judge people, we're supposed to judge righteously. We have to, because otherwise, uh, Holy Scriptures tell us that we'll be judged by the same measure that we have judged people. So we really have to be careful of what we say and do to people. Right? So as a believer in Christ, you know, we want to be able to breathe life into people. So they can breathe life into themselves. You see how that works? If you breathe life into somebody, they can take that breath of life and then they will use that to better themselves. And as they grow stronger, they will teach somebody else how to do that. Again, this is the power that God gives us. And we take it for granted. We have to utilize these things. We have a lot of power, but we misuse the power that God gives us. Amen. The Holy Scriptures say in John 1 and 4, it says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So the life was in Jesus Christ. And he was the light of men. So the thing that's in man that lets our light shine is Jesus Christ. So again, you know, we want to allow our light to shine. Uh, we want to allow our life to so shine, our light to so shine before men. Always. Always. Not just sometimes, but always. This is the call. Jesus has given us the power to breathe life into people. He's given us the, the, the power to breathe life into the people that can't do it or that are trying to come to him. And we encourage those people by doing that. Right? So as we breathe life into people, that is encouraging to them. And we're going to encourage more people. And then they will encourage more people and so on and so forth. The people that don't know Christ the things that we breathe life into them because they're dead. They're dead. So it's up to us to breathe the life into them. We're not to kick them while they're dead. That's not going to do any good. That's not going to do any good for them or you. Amen. 
make sure we have to breathe positive things into the atmosphere and not negative. The world is in the state that it's in because everybody is all for themselves. You know, nobody's, uh, people talk fellowship but don't really do it. People talk relationship with one another but don't really do it. If the only fellowship and relationship you have is with God and not with man, you in trouble. You in trouble because God wants us to fellowship with one another. God tells us, you know, the Holy Scriptures tell us, how can we love God and we treat our fellow man wrong? And I'm paraphrasing. You know, how can we do that? How can we say we love God, but we hate our fellow man? How can we um, say we love God and we treat our fellow man bad that we see every day? Holy Scriptures tell us, how, how are you going to love a God that you haven't seen, but you hate your fellow man that you see every day? That's how we do. And we can't do that. We can't. But we do it. And we have to, and we're going to pay for it. We have to change this way of thinking and we have to uh, grow in Christ the right way. We have to look at ourselves and ask ourselves, are we doing things Christ-like? We have to get more understanding. The Bible tells us, with all thy getting, get understanding. Proverbs 18 and 2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Nobody cares about your opinion. <laughs> we want to hear what the Lord says. You know, especially when people come into Christ, you know, it is very important when people are coming to Christ and they ask questions about the Bible. If you can't answer them, don't lead them to somebody who can, but don't say, well, I believe this is what it means. Or I think this is what it's saying. Well, I kind of get from this. This is what it is. No, no, you don't do that. If you know, you know. And if you don't, give it to somebody who do. That's how we lead people astray. We have to be careful of that. This is where the slow to speak come from, because we're so anxious to help somebody sometimes, and we don't have the means to do it. And we'll go broke trying to do it. We'll break our households trying to do something that we can't afford to do. 
Don't do that to yourself and don't do that to your family. Don't do that to your ministry if you have one. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. There is a, there is a thin line between your faith, using your faith, because people are trying to con you and saying, well, you got to have faith and use your faith and God will work it out. It's a thin line between having faith and being a good steward over what God gave you. Don't get duped into that. We have to be vigilant about the things of God and about the people of God. And in, um, when we speaking to them, right? If we are speaking the things of God, we have to speak in truth, in spirit and in truth. Proverbs 29 and 20. It says, do you see a man who is hasty in his words? This is more hope for a fool than for him. When you just going around just talking and babbling over things and, and you don't know, just to hear yourself think, and sometimes you can use words and use a bunch of words and it, try to, and it makes sense to you. But you ain't really saying nothing. The scriptures say it's more hope for a fool than him. Instead of rambling with all of those words, just say, I don't know. <laughs> That's the best thing you could do. I don't know. You'll get more respect from people when you say, I don't know. Let's try to find it together. Then for you to come up with some answer that don't make sense to nobody. And, and you know, what was, what was, you won't accomplish anything that way. There is no accomplishment in that. But you breathe life into these people. And, and, and we're going to cut off here. But you breathe life into these people. And you watch how God will use wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to rise up in you and your ministry and the people that you help. Amen. Amen. Tune in next week. And we are here at 6 p.m. every Friday. And we will be talking about hope and having hope. Amen. Amen. So as, as um, we move forward, um, I thank you for being on. I thank you for listening. You know? And we're going to, if you have any questions or comments, um, leave me a question, leave me a comment, 
um, on, or you can email me at tomminc at yahoo.com and we can um, and we will respond as a matter of fact we will have the question on the air and we will answer it on air just so you can hear it um, if you want to look us up you can always uh, google us at tentofmeetingholinessministries.business.site that's tentofmeetingholinessministries.business.site amen and you can, uh, when you go to that site, it has everything and all the different things that we are doing in our ministry. God is really blessing us and moving us in the right direction. And we are just uh, doing the things that God wants us to do. And, and um, keep us in your prayers and we will keep you in ours. Amen. And amen. Stay blessed and faithful. This has been a Tent of Leading Ministries, Holiness Ministries, Inc. production. <laughs>